welcome to this edition of the John and Leah Show. This is the program where each and every Sunday we get together, we talk about the news of the week, the events of our sometimes bizarre lives. We do so in an entertaining, informative, and unique fashion. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. We are heard nationally on 16 different stations. 13 of those stations are in top 28 markets throughout the United States of America as the John and Leah show continues to grow. We've got a ton to get to, and I do mean a ton, of stuff to get to in the next three hours. This is a real live radio program, unlike any other you're going to hear, especially on weekends. We're not selling you anything. Uh, We're just telling you our version of the truth through the news of the week, and as I said, sometimes the events of our bizarre lives. Uh, But there was a lot of stuff to talk about this week, and we'll get to as much of it as we possibly can in the next three hours. By the way, our website, if you want to find out more about the program, is www.freespeechbroadcasting. That's freespeechbroadcasting.com. My co-host, who I believe you've already heard chuckle, is Leah Brandon. Uh, Good evening to you, Leah. Well, good evening, good evening. Glad to be here. Well, I, I hope you're glad to be here, although we must mention that uh, you are doing the show from Alabama, which means you're doing it in a state of uh, unofficial mourning since the <laughs> Crimson Tide uh, lost uh, yesterday, last night, to Old Miss. For yeah. The second well. consecutive year, first time well, in forever at home. Uh, are, are people okay there? How's the suicide rate in Alabama tonight? Okay, listen, here's what I did from the very first play when Alabama was receiving the ball and they fumbled it. And then turned it over, I turned off the television. Because you couldn't watch it. I knew. I knew what was coming. I <laughs> knew it. I turned it off. I said, Opening you know what? Opening kickoff? What kind of yes. fan are you? Listen, because I know how the tide is. I yeah. just know. All they right. either start with a bang and they uh, you know, own the game. But if they open like that, they're doomed. Well, I will say that for a, a very, very good team, they have lost a lot of weird games over the last few years. They have. I, I, don't, I, I don't know whether or not it's a badge of honor for them that they're that good that they can survive five turnovers like last night and still almost win, or if it's an indication that they're just overrated and, you know, not that great. Um, well, let's just say we put in the second-string quarterback to start the game with yeah. this incredible opponent, and he'd never played. Played a game in his life. Well, Hello? yeah. Who does that? Well, Nick Saban apparently. Um, well, yes. look, if, if there's if there's any consolation, there is so much parity in college football this year uh, that one loss is clearly not going to put you out of it. Although it'd be, I would be surprised if Alabama went through the rest of the season without another loss, but it's certainly possible. Um, and and you, we might even have a situation this year where there's a two-loss team make the playoffs. Uh, True. Least, uh, because there's going to be, I think, uh, so many losses at the top. Uh, my adopted team this year, UCLA, my wife's alma mater, uh, where the uh, quarterback is a uh, player who I actually coached in eighth grade, believe it or not, as the uh, head coach and offensive coordinator, uh, Josh Rosen. They barely won over BYU, uh, and Josh had a horrible game. Um, but uh, Hey, a win's a win. A win it was a good win, uh, and so UCLA uh, remained undefeated. All right. Now, obviously, the big uh, news story this week was the GOP quote-unquote debate. <laughs> and I, I just, in this segment, before we take our first break and then come back with the actual uh, sound bites and analysis of what occurred. I just wanted to set the table a little bit by making a few general comments about the event itself. This was a joke. 
and, and these debates are an absolute, I mean, they are. It's just flat out ridiculous. The whole thing is absurd. And, and it's an absurdity on every level. I mean, the first level it's absurd is that this, these are events sponsored by the Republican Party. You would think the primary purpose would be to create circumstances that advance the possibility of a Republican candidate winning in a general election. Wouldn't you think? Wouldn't you think yes. that would be the primary purpose? Well, exactly. No. If that's the primary, if that is the primary purpose, then the people who run the Republican Party. Idiots! I've sent the nastiest tweets to Ryan Priebus, the head of the RNC, over the years. I hate that man. I hate him. I don't know whether or not it's his fault. I don't know whose fault it is. But when you outsource the biggest events you have to an outlet like CNN. I know. Who who and let's look what their objectives are. CNN's objectives are ratings and the defeat of Republicans. That's Correct. what their objectives are. And by the way, it depends on what day of the week it is, which is the primary objective. Some days it's ratings, some days it's defeat of Republicans, and when they come together, like in Donald Trump's case, look out. Now we got a missing Malaysian airliner named Donald Trump. And that's the way CNN looks at this. And yep. so CNN puts on an absolute bogus event. And here's how bogus it is. So they have their pregame show. And you can always tell just how absurd a panel is by who the token conservative Republican is. Oh, and, Hugh Hewitt. Uh, well, Hugh Hewitt was the moderator. Now, Hugh is a legitimate conservative, but he got used. He was a token. He was put up there as a prop so that they could pretend that there was some sort of conservative influence. But I'm talking about the pregame show. In the oh, pre- I didn't see that. The pregame show, it was Michael Smirkanish from Philadelphia. I guy I know all too well. I've done battle with <laughs> them in philadelphia he, he, he is this is their token conservative a guy who endorsed barack obama not once but twice mm-hmm. that's their conservative a guy yeah. who completely sold out for obvious career purposes in michael smirkanish i mean this is no joke i know the guy he is corrupt he's not nearly as smart as he pretends to be he's a fraud and he endorsed obama as a career move and it worked because he wanted to be one of those conservatives who got it back in 2008, who was better than all the knuckle-dragging uh, other radio talk show hosts and TV commentators who were so mean and nasty and racist and were telling you bad things about Barack Obama. So he, he sold out the whole movement in order for his own career to be enhanced, and it worked. Good for you, Michael. You're on the pregame show for CNN. And then the the actual event itself was an abomination. It was an absolute abomination where the entire purpose of the first hour, maybe more, was nothing other than trying to provoke third-grade fights between Republican candidates. Well, they build it that way. They were proudly bragging that that's what it was going to be about. And and yet the Republican Party goes along with this. It's unreal. It is, and 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 of course, you know, the what's amazing is that Hillary doesn't even have to go to do a debate yet. Not one. It's absolutely unbelievable. Well, I'm I, looking for her debate on Fox News. Well, here, yeah, when's the deba- Democratic debate on Fox News? Here's here so far the clips from the Democratic uh, presidential debates. 
There we go. Uh, okay, thank you. All right, that's it right there. Um, it's unbelievable. It is absolutely unbelievable I mean, on every possible level. But when we come back, we'll get you know out of the, the, the big picture and into the nitty-gritty of what actually did happen. Uh, you won't want to miss this. We'll do it when we come back on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. She is Leah Brandon. This is the program where we provide you three hours of rationality in a world of ever-increasing insanity. And there was plenty of insanity at the Republican debate, the second one of the uh, season so far. This one probably more insane than the first. Would you agree with that, Leah, in general? More insane? It's just ridiculous. Three hours. Uh, Just ridiculous. Well, I don't mind the time. I mean, my gosh. I do. Well, no, because at least if you're going to have 11 candidates, you got to have enough time for people to say something. The three-hour part didn't bother me. The, I thought the Fox debate was absurd, but at least there, the purpose of the Fox debate, you know, Megyn Kelly got a lot of heat for this, but she was doing a reasonable job of saying, look, these are the issues that Democrats are going to use against any one of you who happens to win the nomination. That's how, right. How are you going to deal with them? Which I applaud. I mean, that's the number one thing we're trying to figure out here. Who can take on, apparently, Hillary Clinton? That didn't even come up hardly at all this week. And instead, as I have said time and time again, I don't know if you remember this, Leah. Usually you do remember the things I say. But I have always, I have said numerous times in this program that If everything goes perfectly well for Donald Trump, let's say somehow he miraculously wins the nomination. Let's say he he goes up against Hillary and Hillary's numbers never recover and somehow Trump doesn't step in it in a huge way, which is hard to imagine at this point. (laughs) But let's pretend everything's going just tremendously well. What's the card the media is going to play against Donald Trump at the very end? What are they going to do if all else fails? Do you remember what I said? Well, Leah does remember what what I said, but apparently we've lost her on ISDN. So we've got to figure that out. So that's a problem. (laughs) That's actually a very big problem because Leah has the proof of what I'm about to talk about. What I have been saying constantly is that what will happen is that if Trump is got a shot against Hillary at the very end if nothing else fa- if all else fails what they're going to do is they're going to say he's a lunatic who cannot be trusted with nuclear weapons that's what's going to happen he's a lunatic who cannot be trusted with nuclear weapons and so what was the very first question of the debate sure enough Jake Tapper the very first question of the debate was for Carly Fiorina, do you trust Donald Trump with his finger on the nuclear button? Effectively, that's what the question was, almost word for word. Now, that's a setup question that is done on purpose. One, because it makes Donald Trump look bad. And, you know, I've not been a fan of Trump at all. I've been very clear about that. I think he's a cancer on the process. But it's a setup because they figured Fiorina would be the most likely person to say, no, I don't trust him with the nuclear weapons. That way it's in the can for them to use 
later on in a general election. So, Lee, are you there? I am. I don't know. I don't understand what just happened there, but I'm glad you're back. So, <laughs> so, the, so, what, do you remember what I've been saying would be the, the last ditch effort by the news media to destroy Donald Trump? Do you remember? Well, I, I, apparently I, not. You say so many things about Donald Trump. <laughs> the last ditch effort. What would it be? The nuclear weapons. I, yeah. I well. said I said that they would they would make sure he was not trusted with nuclear weapons. And so what was the very first question that Jake Tapper asked of Carly Fiorina? You have that audio? Well, I do. Would you feel comfortable with Donald Trump's finger on the nuclear codes? <laughs> right. That was the first question. First question so that they have it in the can if Carly Gave them the right answer, which actually she didn't probably give them the answer that they wanted. But, Correct. But it was worth a try to get that in the can so that if if in a general election all you need to do is just bring that out. Aha, even Carly Fiorina, even a Republican presidential nominee, doesn't trust Donald Trump with the nuclear weapons. Now, so that's that is one of 101 reasons why Donald Trump is more than just risky he, he, it's an absurdity to think that he's going to be allowed to beat Hillary Clinton. It's not going to happen. Now, what I, Leah, I had a very strange thing happen to me during this debate and actually afterwards as I was thinking this through. You know better than anybody that I have been warning about this Trump hurricane and what it was going to do to the Republican nominating process for months, yep. right? Yep. All right. So – I found myself bizarrely in the middle of this this debate rooting for Donald Trump, not not rooting for him globally like I want him to be the nominee, rooting for him in the debate. Now, I couldn't understand why this was. Because you were you always defend the defenseless. That might be a small part of it, but he but and I also inherently despise the news media so much. Anyone the news media is attacking, I have an instinctual need to defend them. Even if I don't like the person, because I don't trust the media at all. But it was deeper than that. Because this was this was visceral. And I think I finally figured it out. Late at night, as I was laying in bed awake which has showed you a lot about my life, that I'm laying awake at night worried about why is it that I was rooting for Donald Trump? (laughs) I think I figured it out. What? All right, here's the analogy. This Republican nominating process so far is torture to me. I am being tortured by the insanity of it. It is so absurd. It is so doomed and destined for failure, unnecessarily so, it's going to produce a Hillary Clinton victory that should not be there. She should lose, but we're going to take vic- you know, vic- we're going to get defeat out of the jaws of victory by this absurd process. And I see Donald Trump as the grim reaper to put me out of my misery. I was rooting for him <laughs> to decapitate the rest of the field so I could just say, thank you. I'm out of my misery. It's over. We've chosen our our candidate. It's going to be you know, Donald. We're going to get you crushed. Need to just enjoy it. Enjoy the process. Right. When That's rape, what elections have become. When rape is inevitable, lay back and enjoy it. On the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network.
Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. And we continue with our analysis of this week's GOP quote-unquote debate. I use that term exceedingly loosely and uh, almost under protest, Leah, because this was not a debate. Uh, this was a. Re- it was an embarrassment. This is a reality TV show designed by CNN to do nothing more than increase their ratings and increase the chances of a Republican losing a general election. And they succeeded, apparently, on, on both fronts. The ratings were great, and they got everything they wanted in a negative way uh, towards uh, the eventual Republican presidential candidate. Uh, the Hillary people must just be thrilled. Uh, yep. We'll get to them uh, a little bit later on the program. Now, in this next clip I, I'm, we're going to play uh, deals with Scott Walker, who barely got a chance to speak at this uh, quote-unquote debate and uh, who is now almost off the charts, literally, on the polls. He is disintegrated to almost nothing. He's -hmm. the guy who I have said from the beginning, if Republicans were smart, uh, they would rally around, and he would be the nominee that would give Hillary the biggest problem. I still believe that more than ever. He has not made a major misstep in any of these debates, but because he's a Midwestern guy who's pretty nice, doesn't like interrupting people, uh, you know, that's not what we want, apparently. We, we want no. someone who's going to interrupt, who's going to, you know, scream, yell, um, you know, and I, I'm not frankly even sure what else we want. Apparently, we don't like bald spots. That's okay, a- that, I'm telling you, Zig, that's a huge problem. Oh, jeez. And- it is. Okay, look, all you do is lecture us. All you do is lecture us that we don't understand the process to get somebody to win. Right. Guess what? I think you don't understand the fact that it mm-hmm. is a new world and you have oh, to I look understand. your best. There's nothing it's a bald spot. It's a weird bald spot. It's it's a bizarre bald uh, spot. All right, well look, he's not gonna win. I've accepted that, but I wanna play this clip. Uh, between him and Donald Trump. This is Scott Walker at the beginning of the debate where he actually does kind of interrupt and and doesn't back down, and he takes on Donald Trump directly, and here's what that sounded like. Mr. Trump, we don't need an apprentice in the White House. We don't need an apprentice in the White House. We have one right now. He told us all the things we wanted to hear back in 2008. We don't know who you are or where you're going. We need someone who can actually get the job done. And you talked about business. Well, in Wisconsin, excuse me. No, 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 we talk about In Wisconsin, you're losing $2.2 billion right now. I would do so much better than that. Mr. Trump, you're using the talking points of the Democrats. And as we all know, that failed three times in four and a half years when I got elected because it is working. So there you go. And then he went on to say, just because Donald Trump says it doesn't mean it's true. Now, so, so he's got two lines there, which if Carly Fiorina had said them, the media would have gone, oh, 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 that was so funny. That was so awesome. She stood up to him. Oh, oh, we love it so much. Why do they love it when Carly does it? One, because she's a woman. Two, because they know she can't win. Because they know she's no threat. Because they know there's zero chance that Carly Fiorina is going to be president of the United States in 2016. That's not going to happen. So they can go ahead and cheer her with no fear at all. Yeah, well, she didn't back down to him either. Even here, Governor Walker backs down to him. I'm so sick. How? How? Because he shuts up and lets Donald Trump Uh. say what he wants to say. They've got to stop having Trump be the powerhouse. Uh, 
It I, I reflects know, badly. What, what, wait, wait a minute. What more? Do you, you could not possibly have asked for more from Scott Walker, who's still trying to be presidential because he's under the delusion that the Republican base is going to come to their senses at some point and actually get serious about this. Instead well, then of, he's not paying attention to what's going on. Well, no, look, here's a bizarre analogy I got for you. All right. This is Scott Walker. All right. Um, when I was in uh, a Little League baseball player, I was a really good, terrible hitter, really good fielder, and I had a good arm. But unfortunately, I ran into several teams where, for some reason, the coach would put the worst player at first base. I was usually third base shortstop, uh, and, what, and this is, has a point. Trust me on this. Okay, so here's what would happen. I would throw great pitch, the great throws over to first base, but they were too good for the first baseman to handle. Now, here's the analogy. Scott Walker is the guy that should be the nominee. He's just now realizing, oh, my God, the Republican base can't catch the baseball. So then what happens? Just like what happened with me, I try to make it easier for the first baseman. So now I'm all off my rhythm, and I'm throwing floaters to first base, and I get blamed because the first baseman can't catch because now my throws suck. That's the same thing with Scott Walker. It's the same exact deal. He's like, oh, my God, I didn't realize what complete idiots but the base of the Republican Party is. That's what has happened here. And you know what? Um, and you know what's funny? And Leah, you're following into it too. And I've experienced this firsthand on other stories. So because so because we don't want to accept that we're shiny object obsessed morons as Republicans, we need an excuse. And so people will now make excuses that it's Scott Walker's fault because he's not exciting or he, he kind of sort of flip-flopped his position on illegal immigration and he's not running a good campaign. Bull crap. Bullcrap. This is about how stupid the base is, how shiny object obsessed the base is. Over 50%, according to two new polls out today, over 50% of the Republican base currently supports three candidates, Trump, Fiorina, and Carson, who have no chance. Well, guess what? Number four is one that you like, too, to go on the ticket with Walker, and that was Marco Rubio, who I thought did an incredible job. He was strong. He was forceful. He had the knowledge down. So I'm telling you, Governor Walker is not stepping up to the plate. He's not. You're just wrong. Call me Harley. Call me Harley, because I like to ride Harley. What is wrong with that? Leah, do you not understand how many Harley Davidson riders there are in this country who are not politically affiliated? They are. That is a cult. Harley is a cult. That was a genius move. If people weren't flipping morons. If, yes, but he, if he didn't. Was, hold on a second. The way Leah. he said it was so weak. He's weak. Oh, Zig. He's. Oh, I'm not God. saying that he's not a great candidate. He would be perfect. But he is not going to cut through with the way he is. I, I agree with you. It's over for Scott Walker. It is over, okay? I've acknowledged, in fact, I've acknowledged that for weeks. It is over, but it's not his fault. It is the fault of the base. Now, I mean, and look, I mean, nobody is perfect. And I never said Scott Walker was perfect. I told you he was going to be boring, but boring could be good. Boring could be well, excellent in a general election against Hillary Clinton. But, you okay, know. Okay, well, hey, look, I do have a favorite clip. You want to hear it? Of what? Of Walker. Sure, go for it. I do. Here we go. There's a lot of great people up here, and you've heard a lot of great ideas out there. But I would ask the American people, look at who's been tested. 
When there were 100,000 protesters in my capital, I didn't back down. When they issued death threats against me and threats against my family, I didn't back down. When they tried to recall me, I didn't back down. And when they made me the number one of their number one targets last year, I didn't back down. See? That's terrible. That was good. No, that was terrible because, you know, we don't want somebody that's actually stood up to the unions and, and endured three elections in four years in a blue state and won. No, 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 no. We'd much rather have somebody who, who refers to the menstrual cycles of Fox News Channel uh, anchor women or who insults the face of other women running for president. That's real balls. We don't need balls like standing up to unions. Why would we want that? Why would we want someone to actually win in a blue state? Why would we want someone to actually expand the electoral college map? Why would we want any of that we got donald trump why would we want that leah come on well, if we we're want somebody a... only that'll win in a blue state we got chris christie no he could he would get christie's gonna get crushed in new jersey have you seen his poll numbers in new jersey he i'm gets, saying he's he... already won no but he would get crushed now i don't care what happened before it's what happens today we're, we're gonna get to all the members of the of the reality show the bachelorette a republican <laughs> uh, nominating process when we get when we continue on here but when we come back we got to play another clip of course, it's all about Donald Trump. Trump and his greatest foil, Jeb Bush, when we come back on the <laughs> John and Leah show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. This is the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. Her name is Leah Brandon. We continue with our analysis of this week's GOP quote unquote debate uh, about the only good thing. There are a couple of good things. I will say more than one uh, about Donald Trump, Hurricane Trump dominating the Republican nominating process so far. And the two debates that have been have already uh, transpired is that his greatest foil is Jeb Bush. Um, I, I, I should probably say that in reverse, but the reality is that that Trump tortures Jeb Bush, and oh, yeah. and he reveals Jeb Bush to be the weakling that he really is. Oh uh, yes. And and you know, look, I lo- Jeb seems like a nice enough guy. I'm a fan of the Bush family. I've, I was a huge supporter of George W. Bush, but there is no chance of Jeb. Uh, winning uh, a, a general election that is anything close to the last couple of general elections that we have had, which we have to expect, especially from the news media. And frankly, I'm not sure how different he would be than Hillary Clinton, even if he won somehow. Exactly. Uh, and, you know, he's got the weakest eyes. That's a big problem. I'm glad we're getting to the substantive issues. Scott hey. Walker's bald spot and Jeb it, Bush's it eyes. Uh, it yeah. matters. All I right. should be a consultant. Yeah, great. All right. So anyway, the one uh, one of the moments I enjoyed the most from the debate was where Jeb Bush tries to attack Donald Trump by saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, look, Donald." You asked me for my help. You gave money to me so that I could help you with gambling in Florida. Now, I don't know what the facts are. I've read a little bit about this. Uh, You know, I didn't trust the source because it was left wing. But there are some people who say that Jeb Bush was accurate in this description. But here's what's classic about this clip. It doesn't matter who's right. In fact, (laughs) Trump could be totally wrong, and he still wins this confrontation. Listen to what (laughs) happened at the debate. The one guy that had some special interest that I know of that tried to get me to change my views on something that was generous and gave me money was Donald Trump. 
He wanted casino gambling in Florida. I didn't want it. Yes, you did. Totally false. You wanted it, and you, you didn't get to, it I because I was it. opposed to casino gambling I, I before, promise I during, and after. And that's not, I'm not going to be bought by I anybody. I promise if I wanted it, I would have gotten it. No way, Ben. <laughs> Believe me. Nope. I know my people. Not even possible. I know my people. But the simple I didn't fact wanna, is. Excuse me. One second. No. I the didn't want to get Donald, You cannot take more energy tonight. I like no. that. Go ahead. So when he asked Florida to have casino gambling, we said no. Wrong. We said no. And that's the simple fact. The don't, simple don't fact make things is, up, Jeb. Don't, don't make cut me up. off. Come sir. on. <laughs> uh, again, I don't care what the facts are. Trump wins. <laughs> Trump wins. Now, I'll acknowledge I don't want Jeb to be the nominee. Um, and, you know, there's parts of me that think that, that, that Jeb is a dweeb. But uh, it's it's very much, since in keeping with the whole theme of this thing, which is basically third or fourth grade level, uh, oh, yeah. it, this is basically the dweeb in third or fourth grade trying to take on the cool bully kid. And <laughs> even though the dweeb is right, got all the facts right, maybe, I don't know, but it sounds don't like. Things up. It doesn't, don't make things it up. It doesn't matter because the guy we like, was was still the alpha male, and he stomped all over the geeky guy. That's he what, did. It's amazing. This, he did. And, and here's the key to why Trump was Trump was able to do this for two reasons. One, because he's really good on television, and he's got big balls. He doesn't back away. That's number one. But number two, he understands, I think, that he is in, he has been imbued at least by 30% of the Republican base, with magic powers. So in other words, if he says, look, if I wanted it done, it would have gotten done, his base is, is like, yeah, I believe that, because that's Donald Trump, because he's got magic powers. If he wants to do something, it would have gotten done. That makes perfect <laughs> sense to me, right? I mean, that's the, it's amazing. Absolutely, because he's never lost. Well, everything ex- he's ex- everything ex- he's wanted done has gotten done. Except the four times he declared bankruptcy. Uh, so, I mean, and at the time he pulled out of Atlantic City, which I love. That's another Trumpian moment. No, no. He uh, gets he gets credit for that. He right, pulled out early. Exactly. No, wait a minute. I love this. So in Trump's mind. Atlantic City is actually a badge of courage for him or a a badge of achievement because he was smart enough to realize it was all going to hell and he left everybody out in a lurch and got out in time. That's 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 amazing. I mean, that's the that's the second most amazing escape that Trump has done in these debates. Nothing will ever top the Hillary Clinton was forced to come to my wedding. (laughs) <laughs> because, because because I'm Donald Trump. That was yes. amazing. Brad, and that was brought up again in this debate. I mean, that, that, to me, is the, the moment of the first two debates. When Donald Trump brags about having Hillary Clinton be forced to come to his third wedding, that was amazing. That, to me, was the ultimate example of, in this world, especially if you can pull it off like Trump, you you turn into the curve. You embrace your weaknesses. You brag about your weaknesses, and you'll fool enough people that, you know, you'll keep your 25, 30 percent in the, in the polls. It's unbelievable. All right. So those were the the big confrontations of the debate. But the big winner, and as you know, Leah, we have to have a winner. 
and it could only be one winner, even though we've got 11 candidates in the debate. We could only have one winner. Now, we used to live in a world where our attention spans were long enough. They used to say you can only have three of anything, right? Remember that? You know, all lists were three. Now we are such imbeciles. We are so, our attention spans are so short. No, no, no. We don't have room in our tiny little brains for three anymore. At least the media doesn't. We can only have one. And so well, but the, that's been going on for years. And so the one winner, since that's the only narrative that the media can handle, we can only have one. We pick the one that's not like the others. We pick no. Carly oh. Fiorina. What, what, what do you give me? No. You, you think Look, that you she think, clearly you think, won this if, debate. If she was a man, she would have she would have been perceived as angry, and she would have been fact checked to the to the nth degree. Well, she and, has been. Uh, really? Wh- wh- oh, they've wh- gone all over the Planned Parenthood thing. Uh, she she's had to field no, no. off all kinds of stuff uh, over that. Now, the, the reality is that she lied about Hewlett Packard. She, I mean, and Trump was right about that. Trump was a hundred percent right. She, no, that is right. She, she here's what she did with Hewlett Packard. She got involved in a merger that was a disaster for Hewlett Packard. It was her call to get into a merger. Because there was a merger, she was able to cherry pick a bunch of stats to make it sound like this was good for the company. It was not. The stock price tanked, and she is on almost every single list of the worst CEOs of all time. Now, but it's actually worse than that, in my view, on Carly Fiorina, uh, because this is a woman who has who is angry, who has no known accomplishments whatsoever, has a record of nothing but failure. Guess what? Hillary already has those voters. Those people who want women with no accomplishments and nothing but a history of failure are going to vote for Hillary Clinton. She's got a monopoly on those people. We don't need one just like her. The reality is this. Carly Fiorina had a shot to show us she could move the needle. And in 2010, in a tremendous... Oh, my God. What do you mean, oh, my God? Why do you keep going back to that? Because, because it's factual. Because it has nothing to do with anything. Baloney. It's, it's California. No one can win a Republican Senate seat in California. Really? Who is it's the, not who happening. Is, really? What party, controlled I mean, the, what party controlled the governorship in 2010 in California, Leah? Oh, my gosh. Which party controlled – answer my question. Which party controlled the governorship of, of California in 2010? Well, wait a minute, what because I'd already left. What what party controlled the governorship in 2010? Well, they Carly? voted in Jerry no, Brown. No, 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 2016 ain't going to be an off-year election. Republicans do far better in off-year elections, and 2010 was the best in modern history for Republicans nationwide. There was a Republican in the state house in Sacramento, even though he's really not Arnold Schwarzenegger, but at least it was he had won 55% as a Republican with an R next to his name. He had won 55%. Now, I realize— a horrible job. I, I agree with that, but you're telling me it wasn't possible. She's running in an off-year election that was just tremendous for Republicans against somebody— Barbara Boxer, who is the dumbest person in the entire United States Congress. Idiots! Barbara Boxer is 
an idiot. She and here she so here, so you're running against just much like Hillary, a female horrible candidate in a tremendous off-year election for Republicans. And what does Carly Fiorina do? Now, I don't care that she lost. She got crushed. She got crushed by over 10% of the vote. Now, again, if she could move the needle, if she had some magic touch, and this was this was by the way back in 2010 when you could make an argument that you know, for instance, she hadn't stiffed her all of her her campaign workers, which she did. I can't believe Trump didn't mention this in the debate. She stiffed her vendors when she brought up his bankruptcy. He should have come back at her with, well, why didn't you pay the people you owe from your 2010 Senate campaign, which she still hadn't done this spring. Carly Fiorina has no chance, none, at beating Hillary Clinton, and she doesn't deserve to be the Republican nominee. We'll continue with our analysis of the debate and to go through all the candidates when we come back on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. 